You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to the Faith Roots Podcast today. This is part four. We're talking about praying with the Spirit. And so I want to turn you to our text for this week, Matthew 3.11. John the Baptist prophesied about the coming Messiah and what he would do with his people. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who's coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that was a revolutionary idea. Now, what is prophecy? It's an inspired word in a known language. And that's what the Holy Spirit came to do. He came to give God's people this amazing thing called prophecy. And along with it, speaking with tongues. Speaking with tongues is an inspired word in an unknown language. In other words, it's not known to the speaker. Prophecy is known to the speaker. It's an inspired word in a language that's known. The unknown factor concerns the speaker, for no language is unknown to God. And tongues can always be recognized by someone who speaks that particular language. And that's happened on a number of occasions. I remember years ago, our church was very young, and and uh, there was a, during the worship time, it, it was an appropriate season. And uh, in fact, I, I recognized the, the man who spoke. I knew that, that someone in a particular section was going to stand and, and speak with tongues. And, and we call that a, an utterance in tongues. And so the young man did. And uh, actually, he was our youth minister and uh, army veteran, so forth, and a wonderful man. Anyway, he stood up and spoke. And then I knew what he said. I had the general sense of what he said. So what he said was in a language nobody knew. I interpreted that with the gift of interpretation of tongues. Now, when the service was over that day, and I was out in the lobby shaking hands, a young woman came up to me, and she had with her a man that I could tell was from Africa. And uh, he wasn't just African-American. He was African. And, and, and I could tell just by his demeanor and so forth that he wasn't used to being in America. So she came to me and she said, my friend from and at some place in South Central Africa, I forget exactly where, wants to know about the man who spoke in the service. Well, I was confused. I thought, I'm the only one who spoke today. No, she said, no, no, I'm talking about the man who spoke briefly, who stood up. He wants to meet that man. Oh, well, and why? Because she, he wants to know when that man was in Africa. Because he recognized the language that this man spoke. He said it wasn't his tribal language, but it was a neighboring tribe's language, and he understood most of the words, and he wanted to meet the guy. He knew he'd been to Africa at some point in time, and he had to have learned that language. Then I explained to them both that this was not someone knowing a language. This man had never been to Africa. He was speaking in unknown tongues. 
but it was known to the man from Africa. So that was a sign. Here you go. You see it for the first time in Acts chapter 2. So I'm going to read the narrative out of the King James Bible. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and this is important because the day that this happened harkens back to when God gave the law from the top of Mount Sinai. And Jewish tradition says that God spoke in 70 languages of the world and the whole of the world, whole of the population of earth, heard the Ten Commandments at the same time in their own languages. And that's amazing. Uh, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven like uh, forked uh, tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues or other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? In other words, these are not cosmopolitan Jews. Many of the rest of us travel to different parts of the world, but not the Galileans. The the Galileans are country boys, and and they are the least educated among us. That's really a little bit of a slam, but behold, are not all these that speak Galileans. And how we hear every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born, and listen to what they say. Parthians, and Medes, and Elamites. Now this is, um, uh, these are the people of Eastern Iraq and Iran. That's who are being described here. The dwellers of Mesopotamia, that's definitely Iraq. And in Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, that would be what today is Turkey. Phrygia, Pamphylia, same thing. And also Egypt in the parts of Libya about Cyrene. Now that's interesting. Apparently there was a different dialect spoken in Libya near this place called Cyrene. And it was people from there who recognized the language. Strangers of Rome, that means there were some who spoke Latin and recognized Latin. Jews and proselytes. Now this is not different language. This is meaning that these people who heard these things were not only uh, not Jews by birth, but they are people who had converted to Judaism, who also had heard this. Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Fifteen different languages at least, and maybe many, many more. Now, on this particular day, there was no need for any of the tongues to be interpreted. And there's a reason for that. Normally, if tongues were being spoken like this, uh, there would be a need for the interpretation of tongues, but not on this day, because the Holy Spirit only inspired people to speak in languages that were understood by people in the crowd. And there were enough of them from different places who could attest to the fact that they were hearing these people speaking in real languages. It was not just gibberish. It wasn't something made up. They were talking articulately in languages that they'd never learned. Now, there was no need for the tongues to be interpreted. 
Now, there are a lot of people who are critical of people speaking in tongues today who say that this passed away early on in the church age because uh, there's no longer any need for it. It came for the preaching of the gospel. That's not really accurate. And, and, and if you're going to be intellectually honest, you need to look at the text because there is no one converted at all. No one comes to Christ until after Peter preaches a sermon that they all understand. In fact, at the point of this manifestation, people have loads of questions, and I want to read it to you. It's First Corinthians, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. So there was a great deal of curiosity. Now taking advantage of the situation, Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, you men of Judea and all ye who dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. These are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is uh, but the third hour of the day. It's nine o'clock in the morning. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And so what does Peter do? Uh, he preaches, and he goes into great detail about the plan of God and how Jesus came and how he did miracles. <clears throat> Peter got right in the face and said, you guys killed him. And uh, he, he told them, you crucified the Lord. And the Bible says in verse 37, Acts chapter 2, now when they heard this, not when they heard the tongues, when they heard this, when they heard Peter's message, they were pricked in their heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Wow. So what I want you to see is that nobody was saved just because they spoke with tongues. It was a sign that God was speaking through these people and that God was talking through these people. But uh, it didn't replace the preaching of the gospel, and it never has replaced the preaching of the gospel. That's not its purpose. Remember that prophecy is an inspired word in a known language. Tongues is an inspired word in a language unknown to the speaker. And so the people doing this speaking, 120 of them to be exact, 120 people did not know what they were saying. The Holy Spirit gave them utterance, meaning inwardly they heard the sounds of these words and they were the ones who did the speaking. I want to read you again, Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began, they being the subject of the sentence, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'll never forget when I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit and I, I, I um, didn't know how you received and I went to the altar and prayed and held my mouth open and expected the Holy Spirit to take my tongue. He didn't. 
and nor should I have expected that. I eventually was filled with the Holy Spirit, but after I received some instruction. And the thing that I want you to see is, is this is an amazing gift, and it's a wonderful gift, but its purpose is not to preach the gospel. Its purpose is to be a sign and to do certain things for us, as we shall see further in our study. So that's all the time we've got for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow, so don't you miss it. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people, so take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.